Hi, I'm Brent Stafford and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. We hear incessantly these days about a new normal imposed on society by public health in its response to the COVID-19 pandemic. But when it comes to vaping in America, could the public health response really be new? Or is it only a doubling down on the same old dirty tactics? Flavor bans, junk science, demonization, and stoking hysteria in the mainstream media. This doesn't sound like a new normal at all, but just more of the same old status quo. Now, joining us today to discuss the likelihood and possibilities of a new normal for vaping is Dino Bakari, founder and president of White Horse Vapor in Providence, Rhode Island. Dino, thanks for joining us today on Rugwatch. Uh, thanks for having thanks for having us, Brent. It's, oh, it's great to, to see you here. It's great to yeah, see thanks. you, Dino, for thanks. sure. Now, you're an aggressive vape entrepreneur and fierce advocate for vaping. Before we get into your background, let's start with the flavor ban in Rhode Island. When did it come into force? How restrictive is it? And what's been the impact? Uh, just recently, executive order was uh, uh, assigned by the governor, Governor Raimondo. Um, we had a temporary ban uh, back in September, late September 2019. Um, it's been a tremendous, uh, it's been a setback for the entire vaping community here in Rhode Island. Um, and uh, it's forced our company to start exploring, exploring new territory. Um, there, there's no chance of growing here inside of Rhode Island, uh, our neighboring state, Massachusetts. Has also uh, underwent a complete ban as well, down to just tobacco products. The same as here, as in, here in Rhode Island, um, and, and New York too, right? Tax. Yes, yeah. Now New, New York is new territory now as well. Car so that, carbon copy and stuff, yeah. So that whole chunk then of the Eastern Seaboard is really just a, a nightmare for vaping. It's a no-go zone. Yeah, not not good territory. Yeah, and definitely not good territory for growth. Yeah. So then tell us a little bit about your story um, in terms of what made you so passionate about vaping and how that translated into your retail business. Well, it's pretty simple. I mean, I was a, I stemmed from the nightlife industry. I was in the hospitality world for years. I was always around uh, cigarette smoke. And plus, just my, just my overall you know, upbringing and background. I, I, feel I, I say it on some other Facebook videos that I put together that I was probably born to be a nicotine user. Um, uh, just through the previous experiences, um, and I've, I've I smoked since I was 14 years of age, and um, I, I was up to about a pack, pack and a half a day at some points. And uh, I was introduced to vaping. I found an e-cigarette at, at a local store uh, in downtown Providence, and I haven't looked back since. I, but I've always wanted to make the products better. I've always wanted to enhance. Um, ever since I started using the products, I wanted to enhance them and make them better, and we've done a good job of doing that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, listen, a lot of people that are watching this show, you already know about the product, but those of you that are new to the show, I can tell you, uh, with the utmost confidence, there has never been a more revolutionary product to improve public health in this entire world. Yeah. It, it, it's, listen, it, this is so important, which it's so, it's so easy to, to wrap your mind around. Okay. And it's so easy to explain to people elimination of the inhalation of smoke. Elimination of the inhalation of smoke and introducing the inhalation of vapor. Right? Nicotine, right? Through combustion, we know cigarette smokers 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Here at Whitehurst Vapor, we've converted thousands, 20, 30,000 smokers through our, our eight store. We at one time had eight stores nationally, okay? I am telling you that the product is one of the best inventions that, that mankind has ever come up with. So you say that you had eight stores at one point nationally. What yeah. brought the pair down? Well, we've we've lost three here in, in, in Rhode Island. So 
Wow. Uh, we're down to down to one. Um, um, we have a store in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we have a store in Texas that recently is uh, is, is most likely going to shut down. Um, but uh, we've had a couple others that they just they just didn't work out. Uh, but we are we're going to be expanding ourselves here again soon. We're not going to we're not going to quit. We're not going to um, we're not going to stop what we we strongly believe in. We know because listen, the customers don't want us to stop, right? So. Uh, for example, the store that I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in here now is, is, is in North Providence, Rhode Island. And there's a, um, there's real brand loyalty here. And, and there's some real experiences, real, uh, true experiences of decade long smokers that have quit smoking, have turned to vaping and they've seen nothing but, um, dramatic improvements on their health. Let me ask you about the, you know, your colleagues that are out there. Mm -hmm. Are they hit the same, you know, as hard across all of the country? I mean, what have you been seeing in terms of the impact of the bans and all the bad media? We'll talk COVID in a second, but with everything pre-COVID, how bad was it? Uh, Pre-COVID? Um, Pre-COVID was, you know, we, we, were, we were moving along okay. I mean, things were moving along. I mean, you had... Um, there was a disruption in the industry, as you know, with the with the banning of um, of, of pod flavors. But that actually is it was a benefit for a lot of independent store owners, right? And it, it allowed a lot of new brands to enter the marketplace. Um, so, and, and I think we were on a real rebuild there. And 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 COVID. Now that it's not even about it's not even about being open or about even commercing or servicing the customer. It's now just about in some states just being open. And, and, and that to me is, I, I just can't fathom that. Luckily, we're able to, uh, to, to be open in some capacity. We have to, we're forced to have a, a curbside checkout or have a drive-through scenario. But um, I just, I, I can't think of anything more essential than, than, um, than, than a vapor product uh, in today's day and age when we know that there's a, a lung illness that's you know, uh, running through the streets of America. I just don't understand it. So with regards to COVID, I mean, has it been a death blow, do you think? I mean, is it recoverable uh, coming out of COVID, a new normal? I think so. No, I, I, think, I think we can bounce back. we got to work harder than ever. Any, any industry professionals that are watching this right now, you have a short window of time between now and, and September to make a real mark and a real impression on, on this industry, there's but I'm, I'm beyond all that. Beyond listen, there's going to be supply chain issues. There's going to be delivery issues, a whole host of, of. But any every business is going to be going through this. I can't express to you enough during downtime that we're in now. I'm I'm in downtime right now. Usually our store is open till eight thirty at night. We're closed at six thirty. Right now, more than ever, is the time to um, to express yourself, to be yourself to carry your story, to get involved in PR. Um, for example, Regulator Watch, I'm not just saying this just because I'm on your show right now, Brent, but Regulator Watch is such a good tool that we should be utilizing. Um, and and, I, and I, don't, I don't believe that there's, I don't believe there's any better method to do that than to touch the consumer. We have never made a, um, made a, 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 put a real strategy together to activate the consumer. The consumer loves these products. They love these products. Remember. We survived this industry. The consumer, right, has has. What, remember that the psyche of the consumer is so so important. Okay, the consumer has survived uh, adolescent use, right? Back in the summer of last year, right, uh, with 
teenagers using the product, right? They weren't using products that we sell here in the store, but they were using a lot of jewel products, okay? We survived Diwali, flavor bands, and now we're into COVID, and the consumer still wants the product. That is so, that is so strong. Let's unleash the consumer right now. And let's, let's keep uh, vape going as, as strong as possible because it's been a real savior for a lot of people. Well, and that's true. I mean, let me ask you just the one answer question. Does vaping save lives? Does vaping save lives? Undoubtedly. I okay. Mean, so let's, I mean, let's park that. Let's park that answer for I mean, a little I mean, bit. We, we belong. Listen, you belong, right? You belong on, um, what, what's the name of the show in London? What's, what's the name of the London Real. London Real. So in London right now, in the UK, there's carved out space, right? inside of hospitals for retail stores. You belong in London speaking to London Real. You deserve an hour documentary. An it is a good, it's a good show. Real. What I'd be doing <laughs> was talking about you guys all the time, though. Oh, great. But yeah. in here, it's, it's the polar opposite here in America. It just, the, the public needs to be awakened to this stuff. Well, there's no doubt. Look, there needs to be with inside, you know, at London Real, you know, a lot of the online our colleagues online that are obviously much bigger than RegWatch because we're so zoomed in and focused on one particular thing. But yeah, you know, it would be great to be on like Ruben or Rogan or London Real and, you know, any of those shows because so many people watch that. And, and because people who are watching those shows are already open-minded to a degree, I think there's an opportunity to move some thinking there. Um, because, you know, quite frankly, a lot of open-minded people seem to stubbornly have a closed mind towards vaping. And unfortunately, that's the case. I know that uh, last uh, last uh, last spring we ran a 5K here. Uh, so I'm sorry, the staff here at, at Whitehorse, we participated in a 5K in, in a small town outside of Providence called East Providence. And I came in 12th, but some of uh, my coworkers here they came in uh, 17th, 25th, 28th. We were we were up against it against non-smokers, non-vapers, and we placed well. There's no doubt about it. There's there's huge health improvements from 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 quitting quitting combustible cigarettes and making the switch to um, to vape products, legitimate vape products. Yeah, good point there on the legitimate side. Um, you mentioned uh, supporting RegWatch, and now you you've become a, a supporter of ours at Whitehorse Vapors. And one of the things that you did was so innovative because, uh, well. We don't really link into retail that often. One of the reasons why we've turned down uh, these kinds of conversations. Can we, can we do a product line, that kind of thing? And we can't get that close to product. Like we can't do any, like we just can't because there would be so many people that wouldn't come on our show because of that connection. Or we're obviously on side vaping. Uh, and while we're science-based and we're fair, I mean, clearly, you know, our position is that vaping saves lives and we cover the issue from that point of view. If you're mainstream media, you believe that human beings are destroying the planet through climate change, and there's no room for the other side. So I guess on our side, we believe vaping saves lives, and we're skeptical of those who, who say otherwise, though we will still report that. Difference between us and mainstream news. Mm -hmm. But um, so you're executing a program uh, at your retail store where people can you know, give a few bucks uh, at POS, and you guys did a video, and I want to show that for our viewers right now. Hey, Brett. Whitehorse Vapor here. Joey's behind the camera. How's it going? It's Joey from Marketing. Thank you so much for what you do for our industry. 
Here in North Providence, we recently had to transition to a drive-through scenario due to COVID, obviously. So we got these pylons up, donate every transaction we're asking our customers. Donate $1 to regular watch and Brett Stafford to you. Uh, you are a very reputable source and everything you do for our industry is amazing and we can't thank you enough. Um, here we have a banner, every single transaction. Christina. Hi, here's Christina and we're supporting Regulator Watch and we're every asking every transaction to donate a dollar or more. Nice. And here we are, you are always playing in our store, Brett. We got you on the loudspeaker, so we always know. You can come on over, Dara. Come on over, Dara. Vape store owners, now more than ever, we need to support Brett and Regulator Watch. It's crucial. There's so much bad information about our industry, about the product we sell, about the people that we have saved. There's too much bad information. We need Regulator Watch and other industry advocates like him. We need to support them as much as possible right now. It's a do or die scenario more than ever. Online, even online we can do this. I'm Dara, I take care of all the online orders at Whitehorse, and we're asking customers to donate at every transaction. There you go, let's band together and do this. Can't wait. Thanks so much, Brett. You're the best. You're amazing, thank you. And thank you, my friend. That uh, was a fantastic uh, video and program. How's it going so far? It's going well. But it's, that's just a small snapshot of, of, of what we'd like to see happen. I mean, we'd like to see every vape store in America do that. Times that by 5,000, right? What's that do to your show? Well, that does right? a lot. It means that we're mm -hmm. hiring producers and editors, right. and we can quadruple our coverage, plus get publicists to start pushing us out to everybody, all the other shows that we should be on. I've done, I've done thousands of hours of media interviews on every other topic known to man except for vaping because you know we are we are the vaping voice and nobody really wants the uh, the the strong vaping advocate voice and i'm not an advocate right i might sound like one on tv but i'm not an advocate um i'm a commentary and so and i can i can explain it from a non-advocate position so all right well what we need in this industry is some strong pr Right? Yeah. to debunk all the bad misinformation out there. Uh, we, we are, we are um, up against the front that is so, so strong that has um, a, a, lot of, a lot of big interests. Right? And, and, and these are publicly traded companies. All right? This is not, they're not playing small ball. All right? no. and, 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 there's, and you know what? And you know who's even, I even think about this sometimes, you know he is even just as guilty of, of liking cigarettes just as much as the users, uh, users of cigarettes, and and that's it could be 401k holders, it could be retirements are wrapped up in these Fortune 500 companies, both on the pharmaceutical side and on and on the uh, and on the um, on the tobacco side. You're, you, we are fighting some serious fronts, but the customer still wants our product. Well, and the I mean, customer wants vape more than ever before. Sure, and isn't this? Nicker, the hey, hold on, I'm sorry, Brett. I'm sorry. I, I just got to add this. I, I made a bet with Madison Malloy that, that, that works. Uh, she's been working for our company for four years now. We made a bet when COVID-19 was hot off the press, hot, smoking hot off the press. And I don't, no pun intended, right? When it was hot off the press about five weeks ago, and literally everyone around us literally thought the world is about to come to an end. Madison and I looked at each other and I, I said, I said I, and she knew I was thinking something. I said, Madison, I'm going to bet you lunch right now at Rite Aid Pharmacy, like a CVS or Walgreens. 
Nicorette gum, is it sold out off the shelves or is it fully stocked? Uh, you know what Madison said? She said, fully stocked. Nobody wants it. Me, I actually said, I, I, I think maybe that this might be a good, good, good opening for Nicorette gum. Maybe they might start selling some gum again. I took a ride down to Rite Aid. I have it on video. I post it in the private vape group. And the shelves are fully stocked. The user does not want Nicorette gum. The user does not want Chantix. The user wants vape products. They want flavor-based products. That's what they want. Well, and that's because they're actually consuming nicotine as opposed to using some quasi-pharmaceutical device to get them off nicotine. And I mean, yeah. I've always said this personally for myself. I enjoy my nicotine habit. I mean, you know, it can be a nasty little habit sometimes, but, you know, I nurture it. I suckle it. I love nicotine, you know. And it's a wonderful drug. Yeah. It's a wonderful drug. It really, and, and, and it, may be, it may be uncomfortable for some of the viewers to hear that, but it really is. And, and if, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think it inspires a lot of creativity. I, I think use of the drug in the appropriate fashion, the appropriate delivery delivery method, I think it's, a, it's, it's here, how about this? We love caffeine, right? We love Starbucks coffee every morning, right? Well, nicotine has got, has got a, a, a bad image about itself or it, it's, it's thought about in negative uh, connotation constantly because it's, it's, it's you know, accompanied with, with a combustible cigarette. Or, you know, it's just, it's not the case anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that the whole nicotine issue is a missed opportunity. I'd like to get your thoughts on this because the fact is, is that tobacco harm reduction is not working as a, a message. I mean, what happens uh, all the time is that vapors for years now have been saying vaping saves lives. Vaping saves lives. They've been making that argument, tobacco harm reduction, gonna save 400,000 you know, people in the US a year are dying. We can save you know, a huge chunk of those, same thing in the UK and in, in Canada. Vaping saves lives. And there's good research to prove that. But tobacco control, people in public health that make the decisions, just shrug their shoulders and go, we don't care. We don't care. We don't don't care. And so that, mm -hmm. that, that malevolence of not caring, there's got to be something behind that. And, and obviously, clearly, tobacco harm reduction is not a winning argument. So was there a missed opportunity some years ago to argue for nicotine, access to nicotine as a recreational drug? Because that seems to me that's what it is in a cigarette. And why couldn't that have been the argument um, or still be the argument now. Instead, nicotine's been demonized to a point where, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Well, back to what you just mentioned. You mentioned that they know it and they don't care. We need to make them care. And the way you make them care is by unleashing the consumer. We need to unleash the consumer. We need to survey the consumer. We ran a survey uh, just a week before COVID, right? Really start taking a, a real grip on society. We surveyed 300 of our customers and we asked them, since you quit smoking and started vaping, have you been sick more often, less often, or no change? 80% said they've been, uh, 80% answered that they've been sick less often. 80%. Since the next question was, um, so since you've quit smoking and you started vaping, the times that you were sick, so when, I don't know how long you've, You've been a vapor for Brent, but I haven't. I haven't smoked a cigarette in seven years, and in seven years I've been sick. I've gotten the flu, not as much as I used to, or I used to get a lot of a lot of sore throats. My sister actually died of of cancer at ten. She had a very uh, a rare rare cancer of of the lymph node. Okay, lymph nodes. 
So I, I've always had, I, they wanted, the doctors wanted to take my tonsils out at 32 years old, which is a very risky surgery at that age. Um, so I've been sick since I've, since I've quit, since I've quit smoking and started vaping 80%, 79, I remember the number 79.4% and I can show it to you. It's on our Facebook feed, Whitehorse Vapor, 79.4% answer that they literally vaped while they were sick. Hmm. You can never do that when you were, when you were a smoker. That's well, the last thing you can ever think of when you were. A oh, smoker, absolutely. And there's, there's, right? plenty, there was in 2015, when we first on, uh, onboarded this file, I remember uh, distinctly this Mayo uh, Clinic uh, study, which we actually re reported on in one of our very first pieces on vaping. And it was from the cardiology department, and it was talking about how they found that it was very eff efficacious to give e-cigarettes to smokers to use pre-heart surgery and post-heart surgery in order for them to recover because the anxiety of the withdrawal from nicotine could make can make complications in surgery deadly mm -hmm. and can make uh, recovery from surgery for heart surgery deadly. So they mm -hmm. went, well, let's try give them some e-cigarettes. And this was this Mayo Clinic study showing how this was very efficacious to do that. And mm -hmm. then come, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months in to 2016 and, and things were just boiling up, you know, harder and that that study disappeared. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Gone. They're doing it now. They're, they're, they're putting their... They're placing patches on people with, with COVID now. That's, it was just a story that came out about that a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. We've got John, mm -hmm. Brit John Britton will be on tomorrow. Professor John Britton. He's the former uh, chair of the Royal College of Physicians tobacco, uh, tobacco Committee, which basically they're the ones that you know brought all of the researchers and all the research together, Public Health England, University of Nottingham, Sterling, everything from all across Europe brought all of it together and they issued uh, the 2016 nicotine without smoke report from the Royal College of Physicians. And that's the report that nailed the argument for vaping as a tool for harm reduction. And the Royal College of Physicians in that report talked all about the 95%. It was in fact actually in the RCP report where the 95% had first crystallized uh, into that number. So it's going to be very interesting to have them on. One of the things I'm getting them to talk about is this, uh, uh, convergence between maybe an irony between uh, nicotine and COVID, and could it actually be mm -hmm. that there there could be you know nicotine could help save lives through COVID? And that would be, really be something, right? Yep. The thing is, though, and I just warn our viewers that part of the uh, endeavor here is that we can't just pick the science we like. So either science, you know, we always you know focus in on the junk science. But are we skeptical enough about the science that seems to support the message? And that's one of the questions I'll be throwing at Professor Britton because he's at the top of that chain and to find out what exactly he thinks of it. Let me ask you this, Dino. Do you think sure. anti-vaping forces are capitalizing on COVID in order to further their I'm, effort to I'm, destroy vaping? Undoubtedly. Well, then how so? How are they doing it? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you can, you, you, there was discussion in New York about uh, literally banning vape products during uh, the, the outbreak of COVID, right? And um, there was a, uh, Governor Cuomo had asked the drug companies to reduce their prices on nicotine gum. We saw that, right? Uh, you know, here, yeah, undoubtedly. And, and, and you can see even right now that 
that there's uh, the there's there's an attempt to grow the vaccination through tobacco tobacco leaves tobacco plants, um, which I actually think part of that's actually just speaks more to uh, the benefits of the drug itself, right? Um, so we can use that to our advantage in, in, in some areas, but not altogether. Um, can, can I just I just want to I just want to mention one other thing too. Um, tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, right? The fifth of May, when all us gringos all want to be Mexican for a day and drink margaritas. And and I, we're, we're get, I'm getting off topic of the science and and the medicine part that we were just we were just talking about. But go, brother, go, 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 go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with it. Okay. Tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo. We want to flash our Bud Light margaritas on social. We want to flash our margaritas, hang out with my girls or hang out with my boys. Great quarantine margaritas. Flash your vapes. Come out of the closet. If you're a user of these products and you quit smoking. Uh, it runs rampant amongst the industry. It runs rampant amongst amongst the consumers, okay? If you quit smoking and you started vaping and you have not touched a cigarette in however long, and you and we all know that there's been a huge health improvement since you stopped smoking, flash those. Flash, those, especially during times like this, flash those. That, that's that, fine. We can celebrate Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. However, we need to start celebrating this product. So, uh, and I agree. I agree. Do you think, though, that uh, people <laughs> should... Alcohol is a bigger killer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, Remember, they don't me? care. They don't, <gasps> they don't care. They don't care. Look, here's how, much, here's how much they care about the vaping consumer and that argument. They care as much about the vaping consumer and the argument about saving lives as they do about Western civilization, individual rights for freedom to move where what can i do with my body i should be able to have the right to take my body and move it somewhere you can't right now because we're in you know lockdown i should be able to have my body be close to another body without government telling me how far bodies should be apart but they do do that and they, and they don't care now i should be able to take my body and decide what to put in my body now that's a vaping issue but guess what the covid thing that totally kills that we have zero control over our bodies in any way possible. Now, then try to use your body to voice dissent on that issue, and you're crushed. So I'm not sure how vapors are even going to be able to mount any kind of a fight here when we have COVID has completely destroyed all liberty about what you can do with your body. Um, well, I, um, I, I believe that. I believe we can mount a fight. Um, I think I think we need to, as an industry, if you are, I mentioned it earlier, if you're a store owner, if you are a brand owner, if you are a distributor, or wherever you wherever you land in this industry, tap into your customer base. Tap into your customer base and ask them to join you. And we but we need real strategy, right? I I, I asked a, um, a friend of mine to come on to to watch this show tonight. Giovanni Ferrosi. He's, he's CEO, former CEO of Alex and Ani, and he's a he's a brand builder like I've, I've never seen before. And I try to watch as many much of his teachings as I can. But in all of his uh, tutorial, right, he always preaches strategy, strategy, strategy. It's and 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 pick what you want to do and work backwards. And this industry needs to start doing that. And there's no better there's no better part of our industry to do that with than our customers. 
our, what do we want our customers to do and work backwards? And how do we get there? And I, I don't think it's that hard. Um, we've got about three, four months that we really can make a big impact here, whether it's through surveying of COVID, um, how we fare through COVID, how vapors fare through COVID. I can't wait to just rub it into everyone's, all the bad politicians out there and all the naysayers. I can't wait to rub it into your face on how well we fared during COVID. It actually made us stronger. If you really want me to get really deep and down, I really believe that nicotine makes us stronger, okay? Well, it could be and one the of the reasons. The same way Starbucks make, makes claims that, well, they don't make it, they don't make claims, but there's so much talk from the, from the, from the coffee industry about how, how caffeine and coffee is, is such a great antioxidant for the body. Mm. Well, if you look at nicotine, you look at caffeine, and you put them right beside each other, just about the same. The we've same made, we've made the argument before from a historical point of view that, um, that the classic British Enlightenment, so not the French Enlightenment, but the one that came out of the UK, which is where the founding fathers come from, which is the foundation of America, which comes from uh, England, that's the mother country. And you know the Enlightenment there was really driven by caffeine, tobacco, and sugar. I mean, it'd be their thinking drugs, and not not in the way like pot is. Well, pot's great for whatever it does. I've been told, but you know, nicotine though, it sharpens you, it it, it activates you, it, you get stuff done, and so you part, you know, put that with coffee and a little bit of sugar, and you've got the industrial revolution. <laughs> yeah, you got the, what's the name of that movie? Uh, what was the one? The uh, they took the pill, and um, uh, I forgot the name of the movie. It was a good one though. Oh, um, oh, oh, right. Yeah, they turned it into a TV show after, too. Maybe. It was great. Netflix was awesome. It was yeah, it was great. a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. So, okay, so yeah. let, let me ask you this, because you mentioned the customers. You mentioned that you mm -hmm. have a strong faith in them, which I can understand that. So let me ask you to well, what... They have a strong faith. They have a strong faith in me. Well, there you go. They have so, a strong faith in me. So, so let me ask you this. To, to, to what level do your customers understand the war on vaping? Uh, they're starting to understand. Well, I mean, they 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 understand it pretty well. Uh, I mean, we were, we we asked our customers to to rush our store back in late September of 2019 to stock up for four months because we were because a temporary labor ban was going into effect. So they have a pretty good understanding, and we are constantly doing our best to educate our customers. It doesn't matter how busy or how 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 slow or steady it can be. We're constantly uh, doing our best to inform our customers of current events and current breakthroughs uh, for our products. And and by the way, and current, and setbacks as well. We do, I mean, we, we've heard, and just to press the point for a sec, is that we've heard mm -hmm. all the time we hear that, a, not even a surprise, but just, you know, they just don't know. Like the vast majority mm -hmm. of vapors just yeah. don't know there's a flavor ban coming. They just don't know PMTA is coming, that kind of thing. They don't, and you have to learn, and they are willing to participate. If they're willing to still visit, to visit our stores, our, our e-commerce platforms, if they're willing to do this during COVID-19, right? How many times, okay, here, I've worked in, in every, every, just about every potential front-end retail scenario possible in-store. I've had a store inside of a casino before. I've had a store in, in Dallas, Texas. I've had a store in, in Columbus, Ohio. I've had a store in Rhode Island, several stores in Rhode Island, right? And, 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 I've, and I've, done, I've done massive amounts of events. I've interacted so many times, and so is our staff, not just me. I'm not the only one doing it. It's, if it wasn't for our staff, we, I wouldn't be able to be speaking to you right now, okay? But we have encountered so many smokers, right? And 
they all sing the same exact tune. And I know that many of you that are watching that are vape store owners, you have heard the same dialogues. They know that there's clamps being placed down on us from the higher above. They know it. They know what's the first thing that, that, a, that a customer says when there's a threat of possible taxation or, or possible flavor ban. They always say, which I don't totally believe, but they always blame it on that's big tobacco. We're cutting into we're cutting into MSA money, tax money to the state. We're interrupting. Um, we're being a, a, we're, we're a big disruptor to, to 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 cigarettes or to Nicorette gum. They they we always hear that dialogue. The customer knows it. We don't even have to inform them. We still we keep informing as much as possible, but we don't have to do as much as we think we do because they're smart enough to understand. The same way the same way society is smart enough to understand the social distance. It's the same way that society is smart enough to make heads and tails out about smoking and vaping. Well, you, my friend, have just walked right into it. Uh, and that is the question. Do you think the COVID response is proportionate or is it overblown? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, I have friends of mine that have, I have friends of mine that have contracted COVID. I have friends of friends that have died from COVID. Uh, it's tough for me. I don't want to be disrespectful. Um, some of my customers may have COVID. Um, I don't think the majority of my customers have COVID. Like some Department of Health uh, officials have claimed and made false and made false information about. Um, I, I think that I think that we um, I think we're smarter than we're given credit for as a society and definitely as business owners. There, there's no way that you. If you're a business owner and you're a business owner in, 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 in any facet, right? So you don't want to infect your customers. <laughs> you want to preserve your customers. So I, I believe that if you had uh, you know, 20 customers wanting to get into your store tomorrow and there's still COVID cases that are being contracted and there's people, there's deaths from COVID as we speak, I'm sure you don't want to uh, make matters worse. So you're going to take every possible measure to to, to do the best job you can. So sure, sure. I, I, I believe that there absolutely is. Um, there, 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 we've been tossed into COVID uh, a few. I, I've nipped it in the butt as much as I could locally, but um, yeah, unfairly we've been we've been we've been tossed into the COVID nineteen conversation way too many times. So we're going to we're going to we're just going to ease past it. I'm sure we'll scrape by it again. But let me ask you. Um, back to vaping, some hate to admit it, but the battle over vaping is soaked in politics. At least the enmity seems to be coming solely from one direction. Let's parse that out. You know, where is that? Where is the political uh, hate for vaping coming from? It's coming from one direction, is it not? Uh, well, I mean, Governor Baker of Massachusetts is Republican. There's always and there's Governor always Raimondo. a progressive Republican out there. There's always a progressive Republican out there. They're called rhinos. They're called rhinos. <laughs> Not the kind of rhinos that I like. I, I don't know. I, one of my favorite books is Rhinoceros Success. And, no. But come on, we've got, I mean, all the, the majority of vaping bans all come from one direction, right? Yes. Yeah, it seems to, seems to be. That, that's the trend. That, that, that's the trend that seems to be happening the most. Yeah. So what's that direction? Mm -hmm. it, it comes from the Democratic side. Yeah. So why? I mean, why do Democrats have a hate on vaping? I think that's a very valid conversation to have because we're trying to combat that and change that perspective. Why do they hate vaping so much? 
Uh, they're they're very reliant. I mean, it, it's just maybe it's just um, uh, it could be just coincidence. But a lot of the states that are uh, making such uh, abrasive um, moves against vaping are, are are usually states that are uh, in trouble financially. Um, it could be a big part of it. Um, and maybe they're the ones that are most uh, that are, are more apt to be influenced. You know, that uh, could be it. Um, and then I, you've got you've got all of the you've got all of the uh, nonprofit groups too as well. They they don't lean conservative. You can be certain of that. <laughs> so you campaign for tobacco. Here, 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 how about this one? Here, I'll give you one. Okay. All right. So at just about every public hearing testimony at the state house or the Department of Health. Okay. Either or here or locally in Rhode Island, and I think Massachusetts as well. Very important to understand this. There's a sign-up sheet when you walk in. It's pro or against, right? Yes or no. So all us vapors all obviously show up in not supporting a flavor ban or taxation, right, of our products. And then you see the sign-up sheet. There's like literally 14 check marks compared to 70 on our side. The 14 check marks are majority of the time. No, it's all the time, all the time. I, I didn't mention this in, a, in, in some of my testimony. It is officials that are, uh, that are, that are part of, of our government or they are part of a foundation, American Heart, American Lung, and, or it is bust-in children that range from the age of 14 to 17 years of age that are still sometimes 18, but not not really uh, years of age are still in high school. That that's not enough to to um, to uh, shackle these products the way the way that they have in, in some of these uh, deranged states. It's just not not proper. Deranged Democrats in deranged <laughs> states. That's good. Look, hey, let's let's make sure that we're clear about this that that public health is a progressive movement. It's not neutral. There is a there is a fundamental position that public health has, uh, I mean, and nothing less than believing that their job is to help engineer a better human being. And that's one of the reasons why they want people to stop smoking. They're willing to use force to do that. That's why they're willing to use force to shut down the vaping industry uh, and lies and lies and lies. I mean, they really don't care. They're just they unbelievable. Endless. It's just, you look at Stanton Glantz and his research. I mean, it, it, there's so many problems with his research. It's unbelievable. Yet the journals keep publishing this stuff and the government keeps giving them millions of dollars. So, you know, clearly there's something going on here. There, There's more than just, it's more than just big tobacco trying to keep their market share. Or it's more than just pharma trying to keep their, you know, their, their NRT money. Uh, it's more than just the states looking to get out of their, you know, MSA and their bond mess, right? We're talking about something ideological that's going on here. We need to break our way in. You got to break your way in. You need, we need a PR push. We need a PR movement. You're, you're, you're not going to, we're past the point of trying to do this with, with, with honey. <laughs> you need to jump in there and get, and, and it doesn't, listen, this doesn't mean we have to be violent. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, uh, rage in protest, right? We need to start buying ad space. We need publicists. We need to get our message, our story out there. 
we have so many, the momentum is on our side. We have so many believers in the product, but they don't see enough of them. They don't see them. They don't inter, they don't have to face that encounter enough. They so can't let me just face that encounter just on the day of, of test that they're taking public testimony. That's oh, not no. Enough. No, no, it's not, not enough. enough. No, no, it's no. not enough. And I mean, and quite frankly, as you know, as I was saying before, there seems to be, um, a, uh, you know, the same lack of care that public health has today about the economic catastrophe that the uh, response to the corona coronavirus um, has caused. Whether you think it was worth it or not, the fact is, is that it, millions will die. I mean, the UN said 10 days ago that up to 60 million children will die in the next 18 months as a result of the poverty that's brought on directly from this response that has nothing to do with the almost 30 million unemployed Americans. I mean, we're going to see, we're going to see businesses just not opening I mean, or and closing after a, a tough start. This and the lack of care about that impact feels to me the same shrugging of the shoulders that public health does to You're vapors right. Right. <laughs> when vapors say vaping saves lives. It's not a laughing matter, but you heard Governor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, right? Governor Cuomo, he, you, 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 I'm sure you've played the clip many a times on your show. Yes. Quitting smoking and inhaling vapor is proven to be safer. But so what? That's right. That's what he said. I know you that's mean, what like, he said. If you can, like viewers, keep just replaying that in your mind over and over again. Now do that. That's do that when you're protesting say. to be let out of your uh, cage. Because we still have to be let free. I mean, you know, we still have to be let free. Think you about be, that. You want, you want to hear about free and freedom? One of the best times I've ever had in my entire life, ever, 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 was the D.C. rally back in, back in, uh, in October, November, in November. The best time I've ever had um, with, with a whole, you know, we all banded together, a bunch of industry leaders, uh, owners of, of, of small business, medium business, large business. There was, you know, some huge outfits out there. The after parties were great. Um, that's so much fun. I was, you know, and, and, and just, just speaking of that is the people that I, 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 I love the New England Patriots. I know some of you may hate to hear that, but Tom Brady's gone. So I guess it's okay now to love the New England Patriots again, right? Because you're probably not going to win like we used to, but those, those are my idols. I, I love, I love the Patriots. I love the Patriot round. I love the, the Red Sox, forget it, it's over. I'm single issue, single interests. I've been that way for a while, but now more than ever, because it's so, so important right now. My idols are someone like you, Brent Stafford. Uh, my good friend, Cosmo Anu, which is one of the best manufacturers in this industry, and it is, is still doing a great job amidst COVID. John Glauser from Demand Vape. Mike Runche, we drafted a bill here in Rhode Island that. The, the governor totally didn't even want to didn't even want to listen to. She just went ahead and, and drafted her executive order in the middle of the night. Troy LeBlanc in Louisville, right? These are the people that I idolize, and 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 this is this is what needs. We all need to come together, and we need to like you're seeing this this rally here. We need to do this. We need to do this again. We need some live entertainment. We need some live bands. We need to kick some ass and have a lot of fun. The same way cannabis does. Snoop Dogg is up there jamming out, getting high on stage, rapping. Millions of people are watching it, you know, via 
online and social or even in person. I mean, they're rocking out. They're having a great time. And they had the same challenge back back um, 10 years ago, and they got through it. And that's what we need to do. That was that right there what you're showing is one of the, the most fun. It was the most fun I ever had. It was so much fun. Blast. I mean, it was definitely good, and RegWatch was definitely happy to be there, no doubt. And it's too bad. Obviously, COVID derailed one, another one that was going to be held, actually, I don't know, any day now. I think it was May 8th or 9th or something like mm -hmm. that. So that uh, is definitely a, a downed soldier. Let me ask you this. Um, so it seems to me that people with inside the industry that have been doing the advocating and a lot of those are obviously vapors, right? You know, you know, foot soldier vapors and so forth. But the advocacy efforts have seemed to be an effort that shies away from making the liberty argument. And I mean, it's really, it's almost painful. And certainly with the polarization within the country, you know, at the national level, and then COVID has polarized uh, as amazingly that, as that is. And so, you know, what, what we're seeing here, and in COVID, if you're pro-lockdown, you, I mean, you're, you're essentially, you're pro-removing liberties away from people. So if, mm -hmm. if you believe lockdowns save lives, I don't see how you can also believe that vaping saves lives. They're incompatible positions to have because sure. one is all yeah. about making sure you have the liberty to put what you want in your own body. The other one says you and the rest of Western civilization have no rights over any part of your body, <laughs> where it goes, who it hangs around with, what it does, what it says, you have no rights. So if you're a vapor with the lockdown save lives, how do you embrace the liberty argument? And before COVID, <laughs> you already hated the liberty argument. So where does vaping go if you can't make a liberty argument? It's, <laughs> I could say something. Now. I'm sorry, Brent. I, I, I kind of like people locked down in their house and <laughs> using, my, using their vape as much as possible. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, that's okay. I um, mean, it, but it's a serious question, though, <laughs> because, I mean, there is no liberty right now for a billion people. Some are being let free a little bit in staggered releases. But, there, you're, you know, I don't even know how anybody who is let free is really free when knowing that some unelected public health person who's the same public health agency and in some cases the same people that hate vaping. And, and that have been trying to destroy vaping. And they're the ones deciding whether or not you can go free. And, you know, so, I mean, are you really free? I mean, I don't know if there's freedom anymore under public health. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it turns political at that point, I believe. And I think that there are some, um, there are some correlations that, that, that just really do hold true. Um, you know, I, I believe that, uh, you know, there's protesters uh, showing up with, with guns strapped to their shoulders and um, at, at, at certain state houses. Uh, I guess that correlates well with, with uh, government trying to take your vape away. Um, but for me, like, I, I really, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a single, I'm so single issue, really. I, I just, all I care about is, is at this point in time, when it comes to politics or the liberty fight, or it's, it's really just about, um, preserving our, our rights to not smoke cigarettes anymore and to, and to use uh, vape products or life-saving vape products. So, and I, and I mean, I do get that, right? So, you know, where I'm trying to get at here is that how can there be room for that? Uh, um, the single issue is understandable, right? But mm -hmm. the, the issue really is liberty. 
I mean, that really is it. Your your right to do with your body sure. what you believe you yeah. know is is right. Your personal freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then, sure. so pre-COVID, don't even put COVID there. And I'm not even certain why this needs to be quote unquote a political thing. I mean, maybe it's the sheer fact that the entire opposition is progressive and Democrat. I mean, you know, 13 senators writing letters once a month to the FDA. I mean, that there wasn't no, there's no Republicans signed on to that, those letters, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. And it's really clear it's coming from one side. So just because, so they've made it political and because they've made it political and there's a lot of vapors that politically side with, on, mm -hmm. with that side on a lot of issues. So what's <laughs> happened is, is that it's neutered vapors from fighting because because they're incapable of making the liberty argument which is the only winning argument i agree with that uh yeah personal choice and i believe that you know your personal freedom to to um you know choose as you wish and and i guess you know it's been tossed around a lot in the media lately from some politicians about right to try i don't know why um the right to try vaping isn't you know brought up mm. more but you know you know Never mind. I'm not getting. I'm not going political. I'm not going to. I want to go. I want to go. Really well, go. and and we we both know that we both know the bomb of political question is coming soon here. So we're getting <laughs> we're getting there. We're, we're about 15 minutes well, left Barack, here. Listen, Barack Obama, you want it, Barack? And listen, I'm not. I'm not any fan. I'm not any fan. Okay, I, 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 Barack Obama, he was the last president to shoot down any sort of flavor ban. That. Well, that's not technically that a, true yeah, because Trump did, you know, walk back the flavor ban he, that he, he put made out there. He banned flavors, though, but he made a ban on flavors. He made a ban yeah, on flavors. It's true, he did. He did, yeah. he did affect flavors. Well, look, let's, let's do that then. Just the last bit of the show. But if, if Trump's going to be the guy and he swears right hand up that he's never going to touch our vapors, vape products, our customers, my customer, Whitehurst Vapors Vape Products, We'll put his name on every vape package possible. Literally, stamp it. Trump for president. Trump for president. Now if Biden's going to do it. Okay. Well, Biden said. Biden has already said. You know, ban vaping. There's not enough science. We have to wait for more science. And ban him. He's got to go. So then let's get let's get our idea moving forward here. We're at the start of May. There's very little time left. Uh, vapors do need to start thinking about what they can do to activate around the presidential election. Should this be it? If you are a single-issue voter, should the industry just not throw it all in behind Trump? I, I, I believe that if, if Trump, if, if Tony Abood, which is another one of my idols, uh, if Tony Abood reassures this industry that Trump actually absolutely uh, will protect our vaping rights, then I, I guess I think there's a real, uh, I think there's a real uh, conversation for that. And now for our viewers, strong, that's stance, strong, strong stance, way strong, right. big right. time, strong, massive, massive. So that's Tony Abood from uh, the Vapor Technology Association, VTA. Oh, just that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. That yeah, guy. so <laughs> absolutely. So so this is good. So if Tony hears this or if anybody obviously is watching, uh, gets a chance that, to ping Tony, um, you know, let them know that Dino Bakari on RegWatch threw that down. And let's find out if he uh, would get behind that. Now, I, he was just on our show a couple of weeks ago. Last week, actually, God time is just going by. And I do know that he, he mentioned some favorable stuff in terms of the fact that it does appear to be the president being the one that would be supportive of this, of this industry because he has essentially been supportive of the industry.
Yes, he, uh, for, for, for the most part, yes, he has. So I guess the question will be is how do you convince a vast number of vapors in the millions to- I, I also don't, just real quick, I also do not think that, I, I do not believe that Donald Trump, he's stated it n numerous times in the past, he does not love nicotine. He he's, he strongly opposes it, he strongly, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't drink alcohol, he doesn't wish for his children to drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes. So it's not, it's not like, you know, he's a, an advocate for, 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 for vape products. So I don't even think he really even totally sees through the idea how, how much safer they are than cigarettes. But I right. do believe that he likes to protect small business. And, but and here's the, but here's the irony. It's the yeah. progressive left. That's all the fun. The, you know, you know, legalize marijuana. Let's have Manhattan. Right. Let's yeah. drink. Let's hang out. Let's party. But yeah. then when it comes time to nicotine, they're like, Cause they know the power of the drug, man. Yeah, they yeah. So it. I'll t I'll take Trump and his and his uh, teetotaling any day because okay. he wants to keep you know uh, the government out of these kinds of decisions. Whereas the people that are all the fun people, by the way, the left is the one that got us addicted to nicotine. They're the ones that own the media. They own movies. They own films. They own television. They own the narrative. They own advertising. Who, who was making all that advertising with the smoking in the 50s? It wasn't a bunch of right-wing evangelical Christians. It's the left. They made smoking cool. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, totally. yeah the Hollywood did. Yeah, Hollywood's yeah. left. Anyhow. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this up with what you think customers can do, vapors can do to help in this fight. There's very little time left. I, I believe that. You know, a small example is uh, transaction uh, donations um, uh, per transaction, donate per transaction. Uh, we see uh, major retailers do it each and every day of our buying lives. I mean, you see it at CVS, Walgreens, Lowe's, Home Depot. By the way, Home Depot has gotten way too much press. I, 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 I just felt, I just, I just got, uh, felt guilty of, uh, I just, of, of mentioning Home Depot. We keep mentioning Home Depot. You hear it all over the news. But anyways, forget Home Depot. So uh, yeah, but transaction uh, donations, I think, are, are, are very helpful uh, to a, you know, a, a mission like yours, uh, Brent, Regulator Watch. I think that if we scale that, I think it be, can be very beneficial um, for all of us. PR is so, so important. Um, we, I, I think we need to ask our consumers, right, our customers, we need to ask them to come out of the closet, come out and don't be afraid of it. I, I can't tell you how many customers that um, have, have asked me, we, we have a very, very good rate of, of recording transactions at, at our stores, but I can't tell you how many customers that have, have, have expressed to us, please don't email me. I don't want my wife to know that I, I vape. I don't want my, and that's gonna be tough, right? I don't want my husband to know that I vape. I don't want my job, they come in, and I don't want my job to know that I vape, they have their uniform on. Um, but we gotta touch, the, we can't stop trying to ask the consumer to open up about the product. They are, the same way they open up about Bud Light, Miller Light, um, and, and Tito's Vodka, openly, openly. When you look at Tito's Vodka, literally on the collar of the bottle, and I, used to, I was a bartender for years, and I drank and I like to drink, I just don't drink too much, but I just, I don't, I don't like the way alcohol is glorified. Uh, and glamorized and throughout our day-to-day our, our -day lives. But on the collar of the bottle, if you look at a Tito's bottle, um, there's, it's the, the collar, right? This, 
this cardboard cutout says it is the official um, uh, dog vodka for America. Like what? Like it's like dog, like your pet dog mm-hmm. of America. They're the official vodka for dog awareness. Okay, I think you're. Me, I think, I I think, think you're a bit off you know, there right at the end. So I think we. I'm going to pull you back for a second, Dino. Okay. Um, You've got uh, the dog. Yeah, the dog vodka thing. That lost me. So what was the point there? Well, Tito's Vodka is a a very notable brand Mm -hmm. in in the world, right? On the collar of each bottle, they're the official uh, dog, pet dog owner, whatever it is, for dog lovers. Okay, so relate. So no, ten, you, you have ten. Okay. You have ten seconds to relate that to vaping, or I'm moving on. <laughs> well, oh, well, I mean, you, you've got politicians that literally, you know, are seeking flavor bans day in and day out, and at the at the end of every testimony that that, that the public is coming out to or hearing for afterwards, are having a Tito soda and, and with cranberry and lime. Right. It's total contradiction. That's the point. Okay, so like pointing out the hypocrisy of the left is like really banging your head against the wall. I mean, if it wasn't for double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. And that is uh, to my very good friend, Chris Plank, uh, at WMAL in Washington. So, Dino, um, the let me just do this for a second. And I want to know, you've got all of these posters and stuff that you've so generously put together uh, and some good artwork, too, as well. Um, would you be able to give those to us? And I guess if anybody wanted to contact you or us to do the same kind of POS thing that you've put together, would you be so kind to help facilitate that? Of course I would. That'd be great. So, and people know, I think most people know how to get a hold of you. I think it's not that hard. You're on Facebook. They can find you. You can reach me. I'll have the files too as well. Uh, But you know, I, I, for, for you and I didn't do a lot of interaction on making that happen because that's exactly the way I wanted it. Because the more conversations RegWatch is having with regard to putting our (laughs) brand in retail, and stuff like that, it, that should just kind of happen <laughs> as opposed to, yeah. you know, me doing too much planning because the more that, you know, we're touching that spot, then it, the more difficult it gets. You know, I mean, like I said, you, you guys know the quality of interviews we've had. Nobody's had uh, the quality interviews that we've had consistently over the years. John Britton, when he's on tomorrow, this is his third appearance on Watch. So, you know, if you track through all of the top people uh, that are, you know, researching on this side of the issue, um, they come on the show for a reason and we protect them. You know, their, their episodes, we don't put our supporters logos on and all that to me. And we've done that since day one. So they won't, so opposition can't get screen caps and then throw them out in their stupid, you know, little newsletters and stuff like that. And then say, you know, look, here's, you know, the brand X over top of, you know, Linda Bald, that kind of thing. So, and our supporters know that, and I want to thank our supporters so much because in four or five years now, we've been doing that, and it's been a targeted strategy, which has worked, but yet, you know, those videos, we don't, aren't able to give love to our supporters, and our supporters have been fantastic because, of course, they make it happen. And, you know, so can you, and just head over to support.regulatorwatch.com, and that's support.regulatorwatch.com, and this is our support microsite. And on here, I mean, there's, you know, basic stuff. You're just really easy. We promote fact-based science, counter misperceptions, destigmatize nicotine, which we did a lot of today, or at least, you know, we evangelized it. And then we hold researchers, regulators, and reporters to account. And we do that with top-end television, 
Nobody else is doing that. And our credibility is unmatched in the industry. And so you can just head to our form. This is our Stripe form. You can do a recurring monthly, monthly, sorry, you can do, uh, you can do one time or monthly reoccurring. It's very easy. You sign up and what happens with this is that you'll end up getting a receipt back that you can use for your business, your company, if you have one, and you can use it as a marketing write-off expense. And that comes from uh, Shaky A Communications, our parent company, which I wholly own. And uh, if you uh, jump in and, you know, kick in some dollars that make a difference on a monthly basis, you know, we'll get your logo up here. And actually, we need to get yours up here, Dino, as well. Actually, I want to get your video up here, too, as well. So join these great guys like Dino and the rest and help us scale this thing. You're already seeing more content coming out from us, and that's because we've scaled. We brought on some part-time producing help, and that's just a little bit of help. If we can get a bit more, we can bust this. Dino. I, I, can, I can tell you one other thing too. Um, any, any store owners or um, and this could be in-store or online, either or, um, I'm telling you that um, the more you, uh, for the transaction um, donations, the more you ask, the more you train your staff on it and just get them used to asking at every transaction. If you can even come up with an alert um, at the, at the at checkout, um, that that seems to work out really good. I mean, we're in it's it's you know unorthodox times right now. Uh, we're you know usually we're used to in-store transactions being uh, up close and personal to the customer, so it's 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 a little different um, um, uh, transaction a transactional experience. But um, your 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 staff can get you there, and we can raise money for regular watch and any other advocacy uh, for VTA. Um, uh, we're finding that it's it's a it's a good it's a good avenue and it's a good revenue stream. But you know, in this industry, I'm telling you, the better we are to our, our staff comes first, our customers come second. Staff first, customer second. Be great to your staff. Your staff will be great to your customers, and you'll reap the benefits all the more in the end. Well, that's excellent, you know. And look, thanks a lot for coming on the show, and hope to have you back on again. And just stay right yeah, there for right. one second, and I'll be right back with you. Uh, as soon as we hit credits. And that is it for this edition of RegWatch. And as we just said, head over to regulator, support.regulatorwatch.com. That's support.regulatorwatch.com and consider making a financial contribution to our vaping coverage. Again, John Britton will be on tomorrow. Just check on YouTube and Facebook for the times. It's uh, 12 o'clock Pacific and then so across the board. And then on Thursday, we've got conservative radio talk show host, uh, Vicki McKenna coming on the show and she's from Wisconsin. She's a firebrand and she's uh, she's definitely on side vaping. She appeared and gave testimony at the House Oversight Committee on vaping with the whole, you know, jewel and teen craziness going on last September and had it out a bit with Rashida Tlaib. It's fantastic. I can't wait to get her on. So that is it for everybody. You know, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go to Facebook, follow us on Twitter for regulatorwatch.com. I'm Brent Stafford.